Radio Experience. Hi, welcome to another episode of the Nana Radio Experience. I am answering questions from Nana's Mondays Ask Me Anything, uh, which is a thing I host every Monday on my Instagram stories, uh, where I open up my stories for people to ask me about five to ten questions. I have actually turned off my uh, DMs on Instagram as much as possible because I am really not able to attend to everybody and there are a lot of questions where people want to know about my photography workflow, they want to know about my where do I get my art supplies from, how do I run my brands online etc. I have answered a lot of these questions multiple times repetitively over and over and I figured that that was not the best use of my time. So what I do now is that I answer these questions selectively and I also publish them on the blog every week. So every Tuesday I record a video of the questions and the answers and I also publish it on my blog so that in the future if anyone has the same questions I can simply tell them that hey you know what please go to my blog search for Nena Mama and you will be able to find a host of questions that have been answered. I also do put up a video on my YouTube and I do it on my podcast where I add the questions in my show notes so if you think it is relevant to you you will be able to see the questions and then uh, the answers that I have given in the video. I was just explaining this again because this is going to be I think the fourth or the fifth time that I'm doing this on video and on my blog and it has become a regular weekly feature which I honestly did not expect I started it as an experiment but it is nice to be able to share some of what I have learned or what I know in the form of doing these videos. Alright, so let's get down to it. The first question this week was, what is the one thing that you are really worried about right now? Oh boy, talk about hitting the nail on the head and the pain point. My answer was, my main revenue stream slash income, almost 90% of my entire income used to come from photography. Because of COVID-19, that income stream has dried up to almost zero. Thankfully, since I always strived for multiple revenue streams, I had a couple of other options to look at. I have since pivoted to doing more work in the workshops and consulting space and I'm also being more aggressive with selling my paintings and brooches, trying. But I am worried that my Instagram audience, people who followed me for photography content, might leave if I start posting content related to my workshops or consulting. That is my biggest worry right now. I answered it like that and that is the truth. I have been looking at doing more workshops online. I did the first edition online uh, last month. It was the eighth edition of my workshop, which I have otherwise been doing on ground. But this was the first time I did it online. And I know even though I've done it for eight editions offline, I've had people coming in, I've had sold out workshops. It was still quite nerve wracking. I wasn't sure if it was going to convert, if people were actually going to buy tickets, etc. You know, this never really goes away. That worry will always be there. But right now, my Instagram audience is mainly there because I've been posting photographs, I've shot fashion, lifestyle, travel. And now suddenly, if I'm talking about more stuff in an educational space, I'm not really sure how people are going to take that. But as I always say, I'm not going to know it till I do it. So I am doing it. I've started doing it. I posted a quote today that I came up with and it felt a little self-indulgent. But I, again, I won't know it till I do it. And a lot of other photographers are facing the same issue. A lot of them are trying 
FaceTime shoots and I refuse to do that stuff because it's for free. Why would I do it for free? I never created content for the sake of creating content. It was always tied in with the work that I was doing in real life. So I can do shoots where I can do self-portraits and artsy stuff and I will do personal projects. But I don't want to do something just out of desperation that, oh my God, I have nothing else to do. Thankfully, I had my workshops and some of my art, which is what I am now trying to focus on mainly. Right, next question. I am a wedding photographer who has not posted on Instagram since March. Ouch. How do I start posting again? Posting about weddings just did not seem right. How do I reapproach it now four months later? Oh boy, as I said, I, I responded to them and I said, first of all, big hug. I get it. God, the number of people who run brands who have said, is it the right time to post now? Is it the right time to open my shop now? Can I start selling now? And I have been thinking of doing a small business in COVID kind of free webinar at some point. I think I should do it this week. I'll probably announce it soon. So if you're not so, uh, signed up to my newsletter, which is where I will announce it, please sign up now because that's the place where I will announce it first. It's nena.co slash newsletter. Okay, my answer. If you look at Instagram as a platform where you share your work, have you stopped working? A lot of wedding photographers have been shooting weddings. They have even been shooting destination weddings of late, maybe not in the earlier part of the lockdown. If you haven't stopped working, I do not see any reason to stop posting on Instagram. Be sensitive about the caption and communicate that you're hopeful of things getting better. Not because this is something people want to hear, but because this is the truth. We are all hopeful. Meanwhile, here's a bride and groom who chose to make a new beginning in these bleak times, giving hope to all of us. Post now. <laughs> Briefly mention why you stopped, why you're restarting and what you're hoping to do differently. That's three content ideas right there. This is your work. As a photographer, you get paid, but you also have to understand that you're running a business here. You have to pay rent. You might have house help, you have salaries to pay, you might have a second photographer, a second shooter who you need to pay. How, why will you stop talking about the work that you do? That's the work that you do. It's not, I understand a lot of us are trying to be sensitive, but work is on. People are working. How are you going to eat if you're not working? If you're sensitive about it and you are clear for the motivation why you're doing it and communicate it tell your audience clearly that this is what is happening and this is why you're doing it people understand they get it so yeah please don't wait anymore start right next question if there are so many things you want to do how do you zero in on one my answer who says that you have to do only one try everything and evaluate what makes you happy what makes you money what makes you famous what earns you authority, etc. You will not know till you do it. Do everything, prioritize, eliminate. If you are spending too much time doing X and it is not getting you what you want, fame, money, peace, then stop and try something else. You have to experiment. You have one life. It is kind of short. It will be done before you know it. Don't wait for tomorrow and be like, damn it, I should have tried it. Karke to dekh lete kya hota hai. Kar lo. Give it a shot. See what works. Like the brooches came to me at almost 40 years of age. It's not like I just came up with it. It was many years of experimenting with different mediums, different kinds of art. And I was like, hmm, maybe this will work. And I had to try it. The first two, three brooches I painted were for myself. I had no idea I was going to be selling them or there was even any kind of demand for it. So you have to try all these things. And I started out with a 
MBA in management, I mean, what was it? IT and systems. I'm kind of happy that I don't even remember now. So I, I didn't know that's what I wanted to do, but I had to try it. I had to give it a shot. And so many of us come from privileged backgrounds where we have the ability and the cash to be like, hey, you know what? I'm going to order these wood pieces and I'm going to paint on them and I'm going to put magnets on them. Let me see what happens. Honestly, it's not so expensive these days. And these options didn't exist, you know, 16 years ago when I started. Even doing an online payment gateway was like, oh my God, three lakhs investment. Like I couldn't, I didn't have that kind of money. Now it's so much cheaper. You don't even need money to have a payment gateway started. Like with Instamojo, they just sign you up for free and they take two or 3% of the transaction depending on whether it's a national or an international uh, sale. So just give it a shot. Right, next question. In the context of you are not your customer, how do you price your products? Okay, so I did a short one minute video where I said, you are not your audience, you are not your client, you are not your customer. You're selling to an audience. You have to build a persona. Who is the target audience? Don't think that, oh, I would never do that. So my audience will never do that. That is rarely true, if ever. My answer, my pricing is based on CODB, which is the cost of doing business. I'm sure a lot of you who've been following me regularly know what I'm talking about. But if you don't, please Google it. Cost of doing business is how I determine my pricing. And that is what I recommend to everyone, no matter where you are in the world and no matter what service or product you are providing. So my pricing is based on CODB plus what the market is willing and able to pay. And of course, hashtag goal kya hai, aka what am I trying to do by pricing a certain product or service a particular way. Some elements of pricing are also brand positioning and signaling. Not all pricing is meant to generate a sale ASAP. When I say I am not my customer, my pricing is not for me. It is not based on whether I would buy the product or service or whether I am able or willing to pay a certain amount for it. It is based on whether my typical customer is able and willing to pay for the product or service I am creating or selling. That is what I mean when I say I am not my audience and that is not how I should be pricing my product. Right, next question. What is the photography equipment that you use and what is your workflow? Okay, I have answered this a bunch of times on my blog, but I get it, a lot of people don't get to see it. It's a short answer, here we go. I use the Nikon D800 and the D810 full frame cameras. I use the 2470, 7200 and 1424 f2.8 lenses. I bought these three lenses as my first lenses. They're all zoom lenses. I also use the 85mm f1.4 lens which I usually use for portraits. My Eyes for People series which I haven't shot in a long time. I miss it. I miss people. Nikon SP900 speed lights which I use for, you know, photography where I want to use show daylight, strobe lights and stuff. I shoot it in my studio, even outdoors, etc. I have two of those. Uh, my smartphone, which I use for images is the Pixel 3 XL, which is what I am currently reading these notes from. Workflow is shoot, edit, share. I remember uh, photographer Chase Jarvis, who runs creativelive.com. He is the one who came up with this many years ago. And he said, shoot, edit, share. Literally, that's the workflow. I shoot raw on the DSLRs. I shoot a lot. I bring the files into Adobe Lightroom. I edit them. I export them, organize them, usually by month and year chronologically. And then I upload client files and publish the assignment on my blog. This has been my workflow for forever. Uh, once you kind of figure it out, then it's easier to organize your files. Otherwise, it's all over the place. You don't know what month has which project, etc. So it's usually the name of the client and it will be put in a folder like July 2020. 
uh, or if it's the name of a project that I came up with, a personal project. So I'll say uh, impressionist brooches for July 2020. So if I've shot them, they'll be in that group. But every folder will have brooches on it. Or for example, my brand name for the brooches is Chaos Philos. So I'll have Chaos Philos in the folder name. And then it's a lot easier to search for it if I have to reference material or if I have to look for that particular folder. So it's pretty simple. It's a logical workflow. Again, Google it. There are a lot of amazing workflows, very detailed workflows that uh, senior photographers have shared openly online. Mine is like pretty simple. I don't even know why someone would ask me because I was like, wait, what is my workflow? I don't really have a workflow. It's literally one, two, three and done. I don't spend too much time retouching. I don't do a lot of advertising, you know, skin retouching. I don't do the whole get the pores. I know how to do it, but I don't think it's a good use of my time because I know what my skills are and the things that I enjoy doing more are the ones I would prefer to do more of. All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Nana Redu experience. Uh, this was the 13th July episode for Nena's Monday Ask Me Anything. You can come to my Instagram profile on any Monday. Uh, my Instagram handle is N-A-I-N-A. And you can ask me a question related to pretty much anything. If there is any, if you're asking me for mental health advice, I am not going to answer stuff because I am not a mental health professional. Agony aunt kind of thing based on my experiences. If I've had some experiences which I can relate to you and I don't mind sharing, I don't mind sharing at all. But I also saw what happened uh, with a famous uh, blogger, influencer on Instagram in India. And uh, I think they offered to speak to people just like that. And they wanted to charge for their time. And the responses have been pretty insane if you ask me. Because A, India doesn't have the concept of why is somebody charging for her time? Especially A, if it's a woman. And how dare she? The audacity that she's asking for money for speaking to people for an hour. And I was like, wait, I do that too, but I do it for business consulting. I don't offer personal life experience, coaching or mental health advice because that's not what I do. My business coaching is also not based on any certification, but it is based on evidence of the last 16 years of what I've been doing, where I came from, the things I did to grow and hopefully succeed if this is what success looks like to some of us. And I, I, I want to do an, a full podcast episode just for that. So watch out for that. And uh, thank you for listening. Bye. See you next week.